What's up, Katie? We're here at Napa at the startup retreat. You spoke yesterday. Talk to us a little bit about what you spoke about. Whew, 30 minutes. Oh, my God. That's a challenge to wrap everything up that all I want to share because I know that it's going to be make such an impact yeah. and powerful changes in these doctors who are like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to want to know what the secret to success, not only in the practice, but in the personal life, home life, because you need to live your best life now. One thing real quick I want to extract that you mentioned uh, yesterday. I like how you said my team, and I know we were going so left field right now, but you said like my team. They talk like me. They act like me, like with my patients. That's right. How would you do that? I have them in the room when I'm talking to the patient. Mm -hmm. um, early days when I'm the one that presenting the money, and I have no problem presenting the money even today, but I don't have to because my, pa my team um, talk like me, present like me. But in the early days when you are training them, when you want them to say a certain thing, almost like a script, like a dance. You want to make sure that the patient doesn't feel like they're pushing. You want them to feel that you are compassion for them and this is for them. This is the gift that you give them. So when early days when I had to present treatment plans or doing a presentations on their findings and sharing what that means to them and what needs to be done, I had my team members in the room, the treatment corner in the room listening, the assistant in the room listening, when I'm giving a patient a post-op instructions on anything, I want my team to listen, my assistant to listen, my hygienist to listen. Because you know what? We do have role-playing every month in our team meeting. Our team at first was like, oh, my God, role-playing. But you got to practice. Mm -hmm. you got to practice how you sound, what you say. Because when you see patients, it's showtime, baby. Yeah. It's showtime. Yeah. There's not, like, time to fumble. That's why you have morning huddle. That's why you have role-playing sessions training session every month that we schedule on a schedule. So that way when they see patients, it's come natural. It doesn't sound scripted. It could be the same post-op instruction message, but it's come from me. It sounds like Dr. Katie. Mm -hmm. This could come from Blanca, my assistant. It sounds like Blanca because she does have, you know, her own flavor to it, communication and love to it. So that's why you got to have your team watching you, listen to you, and make them show you what they hear and what they learn from you. Got you. You mentioned role-playing. Yes. So, like, every month? You every month. Last, last month. Last Friday of the month. Last month, what was the role-playing The role-playing on is we call the landing, which is the checkout. You know, in our practice, we're quite busy. We're mm -hmm. super booked. So, we love to greet the patients and give them the amenities and the tours. And we pretty much, like, love, you know, smooth takeoff. Then, you know, the fly, we call the flight, which is the treatment. Like, they got their pillow. They got pampers. They got, you know unpainful injection, you know, anesthetic. So they, they love it. But the landing, which is like the checkout, the handoff from the clinical team to the business team and say, you know what, Michael did amazing today. We did this and this and this. Um, Dr. Katie really concerned about the left side and we're going to go ahead and schedule Michael for the left side. You're doing great, Michael. What question you have for me? At the checkout. So they don't ask the team members, uh, business team member, clinical questions. Uh -huh. You want to cover all that and you don't want to rush it because that's the landing. Do you want to pilot rush the landing and like rough landing? Mm -hmm. You're going to remember that flight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So we hands on and, and do the role playing with that because our team, just like everyone, when we get comfortable, when we get busy, right, we get complacent and we're like, yeah. They, they have a great experience. That's okay. You know, just, okay, bye. Yeah. See you next time. Like we skip the landing part. What make us to more likely to get the reviews 
more likely to get the referral, and most importantly, live up to the name that we set out is a gold standard in customer service and in the biological wellness dentistry. We want people to just like, oh my God, I feel like just get out from a spa appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, I got my warm towel, I got my goodie bags, I got people to checking on me. And you don't want any of that part to be rushed. And I noticed throughout the month of October, people were just rushing through at the end, at the checkout. Mm. And even though no one complained about it, I was like, guys, that would be our role playing for this November team meeting. We're going to go ahead and do the checkout role playing to make sure every single person on the team master that. And they had to role play with each other. And it's awkward, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They, so they look at each other like, uh, and they forgot what they're going to say. But yeah. in, the, in front of a patient, you got it naturally, but in front of each other. But if you can do that in front of your team member, hmm, patient is easy. Be easy, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So then <laughs> let me ask, when it comes to the role playing, how do you determine or what have you seen where you're like, we still haven't gotten this down yet, like how I want? I would say the verbiage. The intention is all there. Okay. Yes, I want the patient to, to, to hear that they do growl. I want the patient to schedule the next visit. I want the patients to give us a review, right? All the intention and the agenda mm-hmm. are there, but not the execution in the verbiage. For example, when we're asking our team to call a patient and say, let's see how they do yesterday. Could they have a shot yesterday? They have a filling done yesterday. Let's follow up on them. You know, five years ago, I'm the one to make the call. Now, does my team member make the call, right? Mm-hmm. My, the one that spent the most time with the patient, the dental assistant. So we said, this is what you're going to tell them. Hi, Michael. Dr. Katie asked me to call you today. You did amazingly well. We're so glad. Do you have any questions for me? What question you have for me? And of course, when you say, Dr. Katie asked me to call you, like, oh my God, I'm so VIP. Mm-hmm. When you hear, oh, you did amazingly well. Even you have some sore, you're like, oh yeah, it's probably well, right? Mm-hmm. But if I call the same call, same intention, but the verbiage is like this. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Okay. Like, cold call, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, you did, you know, okay yesterday. And do you have any problem? Do you have any, any pain? Now it's all about negativities. Uh-huh. Now you think, well, like, yeah, am funny. I supposed to have pain? Okay, is that normal? Oh, why did they call? Is there something wrong? Versus, oh, Dr. Katie asked me to call you, Michael. You did amazingly well yesterday. We're so happy for you to get it done. What question do you have for me? I hope you're doing, have an amazing day. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I think it's good. So totally in same intention, post-op call. Execution is the day and night difference. Gotcha. Okay. Because you are already planned a seat in the patient has like, you did amazingly well. Nothing should go wrong. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Katie just love you so much, asked me to call you. So the goodwill is from the doctor. We just don't have time to do everything. Our team had to help us to execute it. When you say a doctor asked me to call, the patient tends to be listening. Oh, okay. Well, what does she want me to know? Mm-hmm. For, and same thing for treatment coordinator when they call to schedule. Mm-hmm. Say patients, you know, have to go and they didn't schedule the next visit. And someone had to follow up and call, right? Yeah. You want to be saying, Michael, Dr. Katie asked me to call you. She's really concerned about that left side. And she doesn't want it to get as big as the right side that we did yesterday. So next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, which one worked best for you? Versus like, ah, you didn't, you still have some tooth, you need to get done, I want to schedule. Like conversation, intention is the same. Mm-hmm. Verbiage is what making you from a B team to an A team. Gotcha. Making you from not a million dollar to million dollar practice. Uh-huh. The verbiage. The verbiage. It's a concierge level, yes. Do you ever feel, or has this ever happened to you, Katie, where... You're, you're giving the tools and everything, 
and you're trying to give your team member more chances, but they're just not getting it down. And it's, would it be their fault? I don't know. Like, they're just not getting it down. What do you do? So there's a book called Traction. I know a lot of us in dentistry heard about it or actually read it. Mm-hmm. There's three things that we evaluate on our team on a three-month basis. We have, we have performance reviews and, you know, um, evaluation every three months. Once on, you know, performance and, of course, one on the other is emotional wellness. Are you happy here? You know, all that. So we don't want to wait until they give us a two-week notice or they're looking for another job. We already know if they're the right fit for us or they already know if they're performing up to our standard. Mm-hmm. So my thing about a, a person, when you invest so much in training them, right, as a business owner, you invest so much in, like, you have so much faith in a new employee and new team members. You first figured out, are they capable? Because sometimes you want something. Like, I want to be Tom Brady of NFL. I'm not capable of yeah. doing that, right? So do they want it? Because sometimes they don't want it. They just want a job to clock in, clock out, and you cannot want it more than they do. You cannot want it more than the patient do. Like, nothing in life that you want it more than they want it. They had to want to be successful, to be a part of your team. Third is, do they get it? You know, you have team members that are like, yeah, they're capable. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't know that, but you know that as a leader uh, in the practice. And they, they want it. They want to be successful. They want to be an amazing treatment coordinator or the hygiene or the assistant. But they don't get it. Just like you said, like, what if you show them all the verbiage? Yeah. You show them what a rich cartons or, you know, a five-star hotel customer service look like, and they're still providing the Motel 6 service. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what if they don't get it? And if they don't get it, is that because our training is not sufficient and not good enough? Or because that's not the right team member for us and it's time to move on? So even though I have a solid 10 members team right now, we're always looking for a superstar. Mm-hmm. Because remember this morning, Raina said, what got us here may not got us there. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? It was like, what got us here will not get you there. Exactly. Like that, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you may not, I know that we love loyalties and all that, but if the team members would just barely get by and it's not fit into your vision, you provide all the training, you give them all the 100% that you have. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't got there. You said, hey, what if they still, you know, didn't deliver? Then it's your choice as your practice owner and your business owner decide, is that team member going to be on my bus, off my bus? And it's a strictly business, you know, decision. And you know what? They're probably going to be happier in a different practice, a different profession. Because that means they're stuck in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And it's your chance to give them a gift of go somewhere else. So they can thrive and they can be happier. And not just stuck at your practice and being an, an average, a mediocre. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, because you have seminars, right? You're, yes. you're talking with a lot of practices and their team members are kind of like, um, let's just say you're, you're with a practice who's like, okay, my, my front office is okay. This person's not nice. This person's okay. They're not really excited about it. Because I feel like you know your, who you are, your brand and everything, right? Yes. Do you feel like it, that happens because they don't know, like, what are we making here? Like, what's our brand or anything or, or no? Michael, I, I love your observation. Yeah. That's the first thing we ask the doctor when we come in to the practice. We interview the doctors or even just a friend. Like, we're like, you know, they're like, hey, can you take a look at my practice and what do you think? So I would ask the doctor privately, I'm like, hey, what's your vision for your practice? Oh, I want to be the best dentist in the neighborhood. I want to do this cosmetic cases. I want to do this, you know, uh, sleep dentistry. Mm-hmm. Then when I talk to the team, it's a completely different version. Oh, doctors just want to produce as many patients as possible. 
you know, like they don't even know what the doctor takes CEs on. You will see your team more than see your, see your family. Mm-hmm. And how do your team not even know what you're working on? What are you working toward? Like, what is your vision in the next three to five years? If you don't share that with your team, how do they know to support you and say, hey, doc, this patient not the right fit for us? They're just shopping and bouncing around for cheapest cleaning. But you told us your vision is seeing doing more comprehensive cases, cosmetic cases, then this is not the right patient for us. Mm-hmm. Why are we taking a spot from someone else that you can see that need cosmetic work? Or why don't you position yourself in this neighborhood as the cosmetic dentist of this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. You know, because I have patients that have dentists that take care of their cleaning and their routine, and they come to me for, like, the cosmetic procedure, and I'm like, oh, your dentist doesn't do this? And they're like, no, I don't think my dentist do that. I'm like, every dentist is a cosmetic yeah. dentist. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. Every dentist is a cosmetic dentist. Unless you'd be like, I don't touch front teeth at all, then that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, that's super different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you kind of ask them about their vision, and then they have to be super clear. How clear do you have to be? Because I hear that a lot. I'm like, I am a dentist who cares. <laughs> I care. And I've never yes. met one who doesn't. Who doesn't. You know, but like, where, how clear should we be with our vision? Super clear to the point who your ideal patient is. Which one is your ideal patient? Because if you ask a dentist on the clinical side, it would say, Oh, I love doing all in four. I hate class two. I actually have a dentist that sit next to us on the, a bus to the winery. And mm-hmm. he said, if I had to do another class two, I would not go to work. I just love that's... placing implant. I'm like, yes, then that's all you want to market to. Yeah. If you don't want to attract these type of procedure, like if you don't, I haven't do a work announce in over 10 years, right? Really? I would not saying, oh, I would not have work announce on my website. Why? Because yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have instruments in the office to do it. So why do I have it on my website? Mm-hmm. So mismatch message there, right? If the patient need a worker now and they're like, oh, yeah, you said it on the website, but then you said you don't do it. You haven't done it for 10 years. So the team, the same. So every team annual meeting, we do have annual meeting planning session every mm-hmm. year. We just had ours last Saturday. Oh, We had it for a few hours, set out the goal for 2023, and then we went to cooking class together, drinking, making Italian food. We had fun. Yeah. We had to make that to be like a team building also. On the team planning, we asking each team member right now, what is Dr. Katie's toe vision? Like a review and then recheck to make sure they still understand what my vision is. Mm-hmm. If this is what you think, Dr. Katie's vision, let me spend some more time with you and let you know this is actually her vision. To make sure that everything that we do, the CE we take, the service that we add on, the customer service that we want you to do, reflecting and getting that vision to become true, a reality. Wow, okay. We don't spend enough time with our team. We're more about like, grind, grind, grind. Okay, I have doctors say, I see patient at 8 and I show up at 7.45. I'm like, what? You're not prepping? <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. yeah. We just had a restaurant this morning, went on a way to go to get coffee, and they open at 11, and at 6 a.m., their team is there chopping, prepping, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to serve somebody at 11, you've got to be there early to do all the prepping. If you are seeing a patient and put your hand in the mouth and do something, would you be there and set an example for your team to be there a bit earlier, do the morning hurdle, you know, have meeting with your team? Just get them ready. Yeah. Right? That's true. You mentioned, um, you know, you got to be open with your team mm-hmm. and talk to them and stuff. Where's the line? Where's the line where, or is there even one where it's like, I want them all to see me like family or friends, but now they're, they see me too much as family and friends. And it's like, do, you know what I mean? Like, they feel like, uh, Dr. Katie, it's, it's okay. We can do that. Whatever. You know what I mean? And then you do it. and. Where's the line where it's like, no, I'm, I'm also your boss. Like, mm-hmm. s- stop that now. Absolutely. Yeah. How do we do that? Where's the line? You know, like, you see me now without braces, so I look 
like I have some years under my belt in dentistry. When you see me with braces, I look like a kid just got out of school, right? Uh-huh. So a lot of time with a younger boss, they were like, oh, we friend. Sometimes they call you by your first name. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, nothing wrong with that outside of practice. But in the practice, there's, you know, very specific role. This is a doctor. This is a hygienist. This is assistant. We are a team, but we also have different job titles. So for me, my advice to all the doctors out there is being kind, but not, not nice. We are way too nice to our team. Nice mean, Michael, yeah, you can text me and say, Dr. Katie, I'll be 10 minutes late today. And you were like, okay, that's being nice. But you're not happy about it. Yeah. Right? But then being kind mean, Michael, I understand. This doesn't work for me. Please let me know next time. Ahead of time, the schedule. Mm-hmm. Like you had to correct it in a very professional way and kind way in the means, it means that you draw a boundary. If it's a business decision, if it's something related to the business, Michael, tell me more about it. What happened at 10 minutes? Well, why are you running late? How can we help you to make sure that you make it to work on time? Mm-hmm. You addressed it in a way that you want to help, not in a way to be like, oh, let me write you up. You're 10 minutes late. Yeah. That's just an HR rigid protocol and not building relationship. In our practice, we build relationship with the patient. We should do the same with our team. But I'm a big fan of being kind. I mean, I'm very supportive, but I'm also very clear. I would say, Michael, that doesn't work for me. The team need everyone to be here for morning huddle. We want to get ready to take care of the patient. And you not being there at the huddle, it missed out the whole point of how to plan the day. I would tell the reason why this doesn't work. Yeah. Why that impacting others. Yeah. A lot of time we tell the patient, uh, we tell the team member something doesn't work. They think that it's because it's affecting our bottom, which is the money. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. They think that. Yeah. If, isn't, if taking care of the patient is number one priority, taking care of team members a second and taking care of yourselves come last in our practice, patient, team, yourself is in that order. Mm-hmm. If that is your vision and your mission statements or things that commitment that you share with each other on the team, then being late 10 minutes is you're not taking care of the patient, but you're not prepared. You put your team, get a burden because now they had to carry your load. And so that's what I'm going to talk to them about. Not because like, oh, you are late. So now I'm not making this case or I'm losing money because that's basically is about you. It's never about you. It's about the patient. It's about the team members. And then everything else come after, which is dumb. And then the practice owner. So that's why, you know, Simon Sinek said, the leader eats last, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, so I love that because they have to understand what they are affecting, not just their life, not just our bottom line, but it's actually the patient care and the team. And that's why a lot of sometimes you had good team member, they leave your team because you tolerate mm-hmm. those behavior, but you are what you tolerate, right? Yeah, sure. So when you're being kind, which means you tell that person right away, Michael, I really understand, you know, traffic, accident, all that. But if you know what would be a good idea to make sure that you get to work earlier. So you want to have that conversation in, in a very relationship building and supportive way. But you have to have that conversation. Yeah. You cannot have like, oh, I've been late 10 times and now she just sit me down and talk about it. Is that because I dropped the instrument yesterday and now she's like picking on me? Right? We we all have that in us. We're human. So being nice means you're a doormat. You say yes to everything. You you tolerate everything. And then when you're upset, you just like could not take it anymore. Mm -hmm. Being kind means, yeah, you're supportive, but you're very clear about what's working and what's not working. I like that. And always a win-win mentality in in mind. Mm -hmm. They actually want to please you. I, I have not. Some team members are exception. Same with patients. There's always exception. 
but majority member, they want to make you happy. They want to make you proud. They're like your children, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So we, if we approach that in like everyone have good intention, we would look at the, whatever that issue is, the problem is so much different. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like a law or, or the principles, right? Yes. Kind of like, so a law would be like, don't do that. Stop doing that, right? So you're just telling them the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. But the principle is more like the why's and why not. That's right. right. So then they know they don't need the law all the time. They can just, uh, this is how it is. One of the pillars in our practice, what we're doing, right? Kind of thing. So for example, because we talk a lot about verbiage, right? Mm-hmm. We have a patient that come late, for example, 30 minutes late. And in our practice, the protocol is 15 minutes, we reschedule. Right, because I ha- I know this happened in every practice. That's why I know when people listen to the podcast, like, okay, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. Not getting that one star review. Mm-hmm. Right, the patient rush in. Oh my gosh, traffic on a on a highway, and then I got here in this thirty minute, and they did call ahead, but they didn't say thirty minute. They said I'm running behind. Yeah, fifteen minutes is your protocol. That's it. Our office fifteen minute was rescheduled. We cannot do all this procedure in that a lot of my time. So the patient walk in. What did you do? You say, oh, Michael, I'm so sorry. I had to reschedule you. It's our protocol. How do you feel? Is there any compassion in there? No. It's a law, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Are you kidding me, Katie? I'm being in this practice for 10 years, and it's not even my fault. It's the, it's the traffic, yeah, yeah. right? That's what you think because you, you immediately go into defensive mode, right? Mm-hmm. You were like, seriously, I spent so much money here. I refer so many patients here, and this is how you treat me. That's yeah. what defensive mode of the patient. You had to put yourself in that patient's shoe too. Then. The compassion way or the kind way, right, is, oh, my God, are you okay, Michael? We were so worried about you. Yeah. I know your appointment is an hour and it's already, it's already 15, I mean, 30 minutes in. What we can do to make sure that the quality of the, you know, the visit and you enjoy it and then Dr. Katie has spent enough time with you, we can see you for the 30 minutes so she can do the exam and we can reschedule you for the cleaning visit or we can just get you in a, a visit that worked better for your time. Which one worked best for you? Now you're in control yeah right yeah. instead of being torn away and say no not today you're late yeah you have me like you know we can see you for 30 minutes and you come back for the cleaning because that's katie can do the exam and the x-rays or you can get you an, a totally new visit and and don't worry don't stress we just breathe get a coffee everything's fine i'm glad you're okay yeah how's that feel as a patient they want my experience to be perfect they want to make sure my safety is okay right because Yes, there's patients that are chronically late, but come on, we're so focused on that 20% or even less of the troublemaker. Mm-hmm. We remember the name. We know everything about the troublemakers, but then we don't remember the 80% that bring us, a, you know, like the business. The people that actually we consider like VIP patients, they love us, they refer us, they're so nice, they're never causing any trouble. We don't remember them as much. Yeah, We remember the crazies. We change our protocols or the way we practice based on the crazy. Oh, yeah, they don't want to make the deposit. So let's not collect deposit. Oh, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we want to make them happy. You know what I mean? Yes, kind of but they're not the one that make our business successful. They're the one that causing more barriers to our business success. Ah, okay. I like that. I like that. So, Katie, quick question. Do you teach all of this in your seminars or no? <laughs> <laughs> I, if I can teach all of this in 30 minutes, like yeah. yesterday, I think that would be awesome. Every practice is so different. Every doctor has a different growth, different point in their career and their, I would say, awareness and training. 
So for us, it's very more custom when we, we talk to the doctor. We say, okay, this is what the system, this is things that you're missing in the practice. So really good question, Michael. You mentioned that because people say 30 minutes is not enough. Mm-hmm. Even you, they go to our two-day hands-on seminars on cosmetic and we spend, I would say, good one day on like the business side. It's still not enough, right? It's so much to learn, so much to like just not take that to implementation and integration. So we are in 2023, we do a six weeks long with all the contents and everything recorded so they can watch it over and over. Because sometimes you take note and you're like, oh my God, this is just said and I forgot. So we would do that six weeks long of how to add value to your practice, how to make your practice different. And so your path to fee-for-service is faster and quicker and more profitable. So we're really excited about that because we build that program out of demand of people just asking questions like that. Like, where do I learn all this information? Yeah. And how do I get a group of people to have the same mindset and want to do the same thing and want to learn the same thing? Not, when is that going to be? Is it already out or no? <laughs> it's so awesome that everyone here that here first. So, Michael, you can yeah. say that you hear it here first. Yeah, Katie is just like, I, I squeeze it out of her yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. she say it. It's still November. We launched it in December, opening for registration. And we will, we will share the information some more on our website at katiedentalseminars.com. Um, is there a limit or an, it's like endless? <laughs> we want to set a number so yeah. we can have a very good, um, I would say, focus and attention to each team. This is open to the doctor and to the team. So you can mm. have your team watch it. You can have a team get on to make sure that they understand what you were learning. Because amazingly, the team listened to another coaches or consultants or teacher. And they're like, doc, we should do that. And you turn around, you're like, I told you that a long time ago. I know, But yeah. you don't listen. Yeah, now yeah. you hear it from Dr. Katie. You're like, let's do that. That's so cool, you yeah. know? So That's true. It takes yeah. repetition. It, it takes repetition. repetition. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's good to have that and then, like, review it, watch it, review it, and yeah. then you have your team watch it, review yeah. it. You know what I mean? And accountability and showing up to make sure that they got that down yeah. for the practice. Because you cannot do this alone. You have to have your team. That's true. Yeah. You have to have your team. Awesome, Katie. Thank you so much for being with us here. It's a pleasure. And at the same time, thank you so much for speaking and giving everybody, <laughs> like, so much stuff to take home with. You know what I mean? And I know you were like, you were rushing it. It's a lot. It's a lot in 30 minutes. And it is. Yeah. It is. You have yeah. a lot to share in 30 minutes. But yeah. if anybody wanted to reach out to you, where can they find you? Absolutely. So Dr. Katie Toe on Instagram, Facebook, you can DM me, message me, let me know what kind of help you need and what question you have. Even if I don't have the answer for you, we have a lot of net, you know connections and advisors and people in the industry that we can connect you to. You know what? You've got to ask the question. You have to knock on the door because that's how the doors open. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And at the same time, guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. So please uh, check that out. And Katie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Always, Michael. Love you. (laughs) 